This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to Voice of Change today with myself, Lauren Jacobs, here on Radio K Pulpit. I hope that you've been having an amazing day, and I have an incredible show for you today. I'm going to be joined by Melissa Mannion, and she is a mother of four children, and she has four children here, and one in heaven whom she lost to abortion. And today she's a pro-life advocate and a speaker all the way out from Connecticut, and she longs to help women who are facing unplanned pregnancies, and she also has a strong heart for those who are suffering from the pain of abortion which we know that suffering can last for many many years and she has dedicated her entire ministry all of her work not only to those who are suffering in that way but also to the fathers who were in relationships with somebody who had an abortion and then they didn't have the opportunity to to be the father that they longed to be and that's part of what we're going to be talking about today as well because it's part of the conversation that we don't hear much of and as I said she's dedicated her ministry to the daughter she never got to meet and uh, she's sharing her story today and what she went through so she also had a teenage pregnancy and her son is uh, is well today he is thriving and then also she had an abortion and she wants to share this truth to bring to our reality and to the world's reality and truth that abortion has devastating effects and she advocates strongly for life so i'm so just looking forward to spending time with melissa her openness her vulnerability to share her story with us and to speak the truth about the post-traumatic stress that she experienced for many many years after abortion and so if you know someone who might need to hear the story or maybe has felt the pain of this reality themselves then tell them to jump on really quickly tune on in to radio k pulpit and you know just hear and spend time with melissa and i as we're going to be getting into her story and also just be touching on the messages that are out there in the world that advocate this is my body i can do with it what i want we're going to touch on that as well so it's going to be a great show and i cannot wait to have you just spend time over the next hour with myself and melissa and so she joins me straight after this Melissa, it is so good to be with you today, all the way from the other side of the world. Uh, you are just incredible, having just you know recently connected with you, hearing your story, seeing all the incredible things that you're doing, but also knowing how real you are in the things that you share. I know that our time together is going to be super impactful, especially for the listeners. But before we get into your story, your journey, and just everything that's happening in life, how are you doing today? And welcome to the show. <laughs> Lauren, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, this, is, this is definitely a very cool experience to be able to reach over the pond and, and share my story. It's just uh, all glory to God for sure. So I'm having a great day. I'm having a great day. That's, and, uh, that's good. Can't wait to get into it with you. Yeah. You are very, very passionate about a lot of things, but one of the things that's really close to your heart is something that you also call the abortion healing process. Now unpack that slightly for us. Now you have your own story and I know that maybe there's people listening that really need to hear what you have to share with us today. And obviously you're in this healing process. You speak to other people, uh, 
powerfully about the process and also things inside of your heart. But where did your journey really actually begin for you? I mean, obviously now it's the healing process, right? And speaking to people, now sharing your story yeah. and God is doing that with you, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I'm sure maybe you didn't think that this would be the case, no, right? No, not at all. <laughs> Anything but actually. Anything but. And that's actually a good segue because um, the 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 Cliff Notes version of my story is um, it's kind of two parts. I, I experienced both teenage pregnancy and abortion. So I'm sort of I sort of can come at this from a couple of different angles. So initially my first pregnancy, I was 19 and um, with my high school sweetheart, although there wasn't much sweet about the relationship, unfortunately, um, he was uh, a drug addict and I, it didn't take long for me to become one too, let's just say. Hmm. Um, and so about two years into the relationship, I found out I was pregnant and um, I always say that I, I really don't know exactly where I learned about abortion. Um, although, side note, I actually just recently watched Dirty Dancing, and believe it or not, it might have been Wow, that. yes. something I need to unpack, to be honest. Wow, you, you are right. You're right, because, I mean, yeah. right, we were probably very young when we watched that yes. movie. Very. Didn't understand. Why I watched that movie, the yeah. day it came out, that's another story for another time, but yeah. I digress. So <laughs> I just knew though, I knew that abortion was, uh, was, was wrong. I'll, I'll be blunt, mm. uh, wrong. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even conceptualize in my mind how anyone could even have a discussion about it. It's a baby, mm. it's a life, it's a human. How on earth could we possibly have the choice, quote unquote, to end it life? Um, mm. And so regardless of the fact that my relationship was, was not healthy, um, and frankly, I was not healthy. There was no choice to be made. Um, I was having a baby. And so I immediately stopped using drugs, stopped drinking, stopped smoking cigarettes even, and spent my pregnancy preparing to have my baby who turned out to be my son, my firstborn mm. child, uh, who is now 28 years old now and living a really mm. great life. Um, and yeah, it just brings me so much joy. And so I certainly am not going to pretend that our life was easy. It was not easy. Hmm. Um, I stayed with his father for about three more years. Um, and for a while I was able to hold strong, but I got back into drugs. I got back into drinking. I, it was, it was challenging. I mean, during the day I was mom, stay at home, mom extraordinaire. And at night I was just drinking my sorrows away basically. Hmm. Um, until I finally had the courage to, to leave the relationship, to make the decision that, you know, my son and I frankly deserved better. And, mm. um, you know, I loved him. I loved his father, but it just was not healthy. And so I left. And unfortunately to me, the only understanding I had of love at the time was a man, like mm. where else would you get love? And mm. so I immediately jumped into a relationship with, um, someone that I had known from high school. And so it felt comfortable and somewhat safe. And, fell pretty quickly because he was just such a good guy. Um, so kind and, and gentle and sympathetic to the relationship I was coming out of. And, um, within three months found myself pregnant again. Hmm. And initially a big part of my story and a big part of what God has led me to, especially recently was that he was scared. It was unplanned, obviously. However, he was really excited he was really, mm -hmm. he wanted 
this baby. And he wanted me. I mean, he asked me to marry him. He didn't said everything right. You know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I kind of put the brakes a little bit and said, well, how about if you just move in with me and we'll just take this one day at a time. And so we were preparing. We were preparing to have this baby. I told everyone. I told my friends, my family, my coworkers. Um, and everyone was pretty supportive, um, with the exception of his family. Um, mm. I, I will say his mom tried. She really did. She tried to be kind to me and, and to embrace this uh, unplanned situation. But other than her, um, it did it wasn't going well. And so it didn't take very long. It was a matter of weeks before the fear started creeping in, the 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 guilt started creeping in. As a matter of fact, I can look back now and see that I think I felt like I was like changing the trajectory of this person's life and they didn't ask for it, you know? Mm. And um, I couldn't see that at all at the time. Mm. Um, I was still in love, uh, love as I thought that it was with my son's father. We had been together for seven years at that point. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was a recipe for, for disaster, frankly. And I met up with a couple of friends and they had had abortions themselves in high school. And initially the conversation was really more about, um, I think I'm going to leave. I, I I don't love this man. Like I, I can be a single mom. I've got a great kid. Like I'll be okay. I, you know, I have a job. I have my own place. Like it's not going to be easy, but I can do this. And initially my friends were very supportive. And what I want to say is that their support shifted to what seemed comfortable for them. And mm -hmm. I, I don't blame them at all. I, I, I don't. However, the conversation shifted and what came up was you do realize you have another choice. And in that moment, fear won. Hmm. It just won. Um, I, I, I don't, there was not really a long thought process. There was not a drawn out, you know, pros and cons. What should I do? What will this look like? What does this mean? You know, um, I say that I knew what I, I was against abortion because I knew what it was, meaning that I knew that there was a baby, there was a yeah. human life and that that life was about to be ended. What I have come to recognize though, is that I didn't really understand how, I mean, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, what a fairy was going to come and just gently take my baby yeah. off to wherever, you know, I wasn't a believer. So, you know, hmm. I, None of that made sense to me, um, which I feel like is a big part of what needs to be discussed is do people really know, like, is abortion just a word? Because that's what it was for me, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I, I knew conceptually what was happening, but I did not literally understand the procedure that I was about to endure and my baby was about to endure. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I went home and I called Planned Parenthood and made an appointment. It was pretty abrupt because I was, I was pushing my second trimester, if not in the beginning of it at this point. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is also something that everyone likes to sort of dismiss like, mm. oh, abortions happen. It's just a, a blob of tissues. No, no, no. My baby had arms and legs mm. and, and, and toes and fingers and a heartbeat. And it was a baby. It was mm. a living baby. And so there was an urgency to get me there. Of course, the procedure was surgical. Um, and, um, you know, we didn't even have the abortion pill, but even if we did, it wouldn't have been an option for me at that point. Um, and so I remember going, uh, well, actually a big part before that is that, um, I made this decision, as I said, at my friend's house and 
the baby's father was not there. The baby's mm-hmm. father was not part of the discussion. What happened was the baby's father came home happy as could be ready to greet his girlfriend and his baby that he would talk to every day in, mm-hmm. in the womb. And I looked this man in the face and told him essentially that I was having an abortion, that it was scheduled already and that there was nothing he could do about it and that he needed to leave. And mm-hmm. I, to this day, do not remember what he said, but I will never forget the look of sheer terror on his face, knowing full well that this was his baby, that his baby was going to die. And there was nothing he could do about it. Mm. Nothing. The procedure itself was horrible, horrible. I don't care what anyone says I've, I've been through it. And I know hundreds of women who have the exact same experience that I did. It is painful. It is frightening. You feel alone. You you're scared. You're, you're panicked. There's you're sedated. You're they sedate Hmm. you for a reason and there's nothing you can do. And then a machine is turned on with this vicious, awful vacuuming sound as your baby is removed. Yeah. piece by piece realistically from your womb the safety of your womb and then you go to a recovery room which i speak of as a corral of other women because this happens boom 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 mm. boom they're they're cranking these out every day thousands upon thousands a day hundreds in each center mm. and you just lay there until you sort of come to Some people are throwing up. Some people are crying. Some people are yelling. Some people are silent. We're all in shock. That's for sure. That's for sure. I can't imagine anyone, even the most pro-choice proponent being okay in that moment. I just can't imagine it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you you have physically been altered for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and, and, and then you leave and the story is you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You just, you're going to walk away. This is, this is healthcare. It's just yeah. a procedure. As I said, it's just a blob of cells. Um, and you just move on. And, 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 and there's even now a narrative that is being applauded that like your life is going to be better. You know, mm. you can finish school, you can travel, you can get married, you can have kids when you're ready. You, you know, whatever it is, mm. it, it, it is covering over and disguising the evil darkness that is abortion Hmm. because there is nothing empowering about it there is nothing empowering about telling a woman that this is what she needs to succeed never mind trying to cover up what's really happening and so for me from that point on my life was altered unbelievably um my level of addiction skyrocketed promiscuity skyrocketed self-worth plummeted i mean i i ran as far as I could in my mind away from what had happened, I I begged a God that I didn't know to make it go away. Hmm. And I could not run it. I mean, I lived for a decade, over a decade with PTSD. Make no mistake about it. Hmm. I had nightmares. I had flashes of the sound, that sound, that vacuum sound. I would be Hmm. driving down the road and all of a sudden I could hear it in my Hmm. head. It was just, it was awful. It was awful. And there was no place to go with my pain. I lied to everyone because 
they knew I was pregnant and I was too ashamed to say I had an abortion. So I told everyone I miscarried. So it was like, there was nowhere for me to go. There was no escaping this lie. There was no Mm -hmm. escaping. There was no comfort for my pain. And I grieved my, well, I say I grieved my child. I didn't grieve my child. I I didn't even know I could. I I didn't Mm -hmm. even know there was space for that until, (laughs) Mm -hmm. until God. And I was literally driving down the road and I audibly heard the Holy Spirit speak in my head to me and said, we're going to walk through this now. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to go out and help others. And that was where my healing began. Wow. Uh, Melissa, you know, so much that you shared is, uh, it's like, you know, like for me, even this thing, I can just feel so much of the, the emotion and the truth. And, you know, I've also spoken to some women today that, have had an abortion that have also met God and and the sto- and the story and their reality. You know, some uh, of the women that I know have actually sort of like God has allowed them in some spiritual way to meet their child. Like they know that their child, which we can touch on just now, which for some people is very very healing, um, but also very uh, it's a good experience. You know, it's like you have it, you have a child. And that is your child. You have a child. Your child is in heaven. Yes. You know, your child is with yes. God. Uh, you will meet yes. them one day. You will see them. Uh, if, Amen. And, and Amen. some people have had that experience. Some women I know have actually, God has revealed in his spirit, you know, this is, this is your son, this is your daughter. And it is, yeah. you know, and, and that's important that we talk about. And I'm so grateful for your honesty and, and realness with us as well, because we've heard even, you know, Oscar winners, stand on the stage and be like, wait, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have this abortion. Like this is freedom. You know, the, the biggest, it was actually her story that, that prompted me to finally have the fire in my spirit to say, that is it. I will be silent no more. That's the title of my blog. The first time I shared my story publicly and it was thanks to her. her. Well, well, um, you know, I remember that. I, I mean, anger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember, like, I've even got goosebumps while we're talking about it. Like, I remember seeing that clip, watching it, because it went viral on social media as well. Oh, yeah. For different oh, reasons, yeah. you know, like different reasons yep. here. And being like, why? Why would you say these things? And so I'm so grateful, though, that for you, it stirred you to to what you're doing now, like to stir that action you. And and yeah. I'm convinced that it did that for many other people as well in a good way, in oh, a righteous absolutely. way, right? Because that, that moment just, it was just, it was too much that, I mean. It was, it was awful. It was, it was really, awful. right? And, and I mean, I, you know, I, I had to, admittedly as a human, you know, my flesh is pretty strong. And so my visceral response was anger and just, mm frankly, rage, internal rage over not just what Michelle had said in this speech, but also the response from the audience of just cheers Mm -hmm. and, oh yeah. And I, and I'm, you know, it's not lost on me and the community of believers that is hearing this. Like we, we know who Moloch is. Okay. And we know all about, and as this woman is literally standing, holding a golden idol in her hand, telling us how she would not have said golden idol had it not been for her women's right to choose. Mm-hmm. So literally telling us I sacrificed my child yeah. for this mm. award. I mean, yeah, yeah. chills. 
yeah, chills, right? No, it's not lost on us. It, it's not, and it can't be, you know? It, wow. And Kaya Jones um, from a very popular 90s group, girl group over mm-hmm. here called the Pussycat Doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently spoke. Yes, she recently spoke at the uh, March for Life in California. We, we mm. chat on Instagram and she, uh, the headlines read, you know, that she said, I have four Grammys, but those four Grammys are not going to bring my children back. So wow. it was like, you know, she really is working to just redeem that, that part of it. Wow. Um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, I, I tell people often to, when I engage with people who are, who haven't gone through any type of healing, who, you know, they've prayed to the Lord. Some mm. of them, some of them have, I mean, I, I, I didn't think I could that to me and to, to literally every single Christian woman that I have met, which by the way, one in four women in church have experienced an abortion. So, yeah. you know, look around. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like to tell people, especially pastors, to be honest, you know, yeah. when you're nervous about talking yeah. about this in your church, mm. understand these women are silent and yeah. scared and you yeah. are not providing a space for them to, 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 to be able to enter in with them in their pain. And oh. it's a big deal. It's a it's big a deal. Big deal. And mm-hmm. so, but I let people know when I am, you know, cause I have people praise God that, you know, I, ha- I have, it's, I have a small platform, but I'll tell you what, I've had hundreds of people that have come to me and shared mm-hmm. their stories with me. And I, and every single one of them means the world to me. And I always say too, if, if it was only one, if it was only one, it would be yeah. worth it. Yeah. And, but what I let them know though, is listen, don't think you necessarily are called or needed to do what I'm doing because yeah. some people are like, oh, I could never. And you don't have to. You mm-hmm. don't have to yeah. to take a stage. I mean, I'm incredibly grateful that the Lord has provided me with the strength because it's him, it's not me. I mean, I would have chosen anything but my abortion to talk about, anything. And I had plenty. I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw of stories for you to choose from. <laughs> and Lord said, nope, this is the one. And it took years. It took years for me to get to the place where I felt like, okay, I'm going to stand in your strength and I'm going to do this because you've asked me to, and I'm just going to trust that you're going to do the rest, you know, yeah. here and, I am on a radio station and here we in are. South Africa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, oh my I couldn't gosh. do that myself. Testimony totally. to God. Totally. Um, and the fact that, that we connected, that was like, a, it was a God thing for me as well. You know, just seeing and hearing something that you had done, like it was a video or a post and just being like, Wow you know, this is, this is truth. This is what we have to hear. And I just want to yeah. give like the listeners almost like a time to reflect. Cause I don't know who's listening to us today. You know, even if it's listening to us live, even if it's listening to the podcast later, or maybe someone that's, you know, has had this experience themselves or is in a yeah. place of decision-making now, or has a family member that they know is in that place or someone yeah. else that they know and they care about. And maybe they sent them this message that we want to reach them with today. And I want to just yeah. give you a space in a moment right now just to listen to some music, enjoy some music with us. But again, don't go anywhere because Melissa and I are still going to be together. We're still going to be chatting about this and the healing process as well, the journey and some deep truths about that. So don't go anywhere. Enjoy some music. I and mean, we'll see you when we get back. Amen. Well, if you're just joining us here on Voice of Change today, I want to wish you a warm, warm welcome, but I really hope that you've been with us from the beginning because Melissa Mannion has been sharing her story with us and uh, we 
have just been, well, I've just been so blessed, Melissa, just to to hear your story. And I wanted to, before we touch on, you know, he, the healing process and things that you're doing now, you said something that's super, super important, uh, you know, when sharing your story about the father of your child as well. Uh, I think it's part of the story in life that we don't hear. You know, we hear women that, that, that talk <laughs> about, you know, their abortion journey, but I have heard about men who have been on the other side as well and gone, wow, like I really wanted, you know, I wanted my baby. I wanted my child. I would have literally gone, okay, you know, you give birth to my to my baby. I will take that child and yeah. raise him or her by myself even. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then you hear a woman going, well, what are you going to, I'm not like a surrogate, okay? So I'm going to do what I want to do. This is my body. How important is it that we recognize even today as we're sitting together, the fathers that have that story, that they did want that, that their child. And also knowing that they live with some trauma as well. You know what I mean? That that's, this is something we don't hear about often men sharing their stories, right. And going like, I dated a girl and this is what happened because society would probably be like, ah, He's just complaining or he has no right to say things like that. You have that. no right to say this. Right? Yeah. But the, you Absolutely. do. You do. That is what you hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. do. And I think that how important is it for us to begin to realize this truth? Incredibly important. Um, as a matter of fact, I feel like in the last year, exactly year, just a year, January, um, that God has laid it. He had laid it on my heart a while ago, but he opened the door last year in a very big and profound way, um, to, to advocate for the fathers. Um, mm-hmm. just real quickly, what happened was, um, I, I, as I had mentioned the Holy spirit very audibly, clearly in my head spoke to me and then again, spoke to me. And all I heard, I was in the shower one day was the fathers. And to me, I was scared to death because my healing was one thing, my ability to walk through healing. Um, that's me. That's me. It's directly correlated to me, to my emotions, to my thoughts, to my feelings. What, what was inescapable for me was the fact that, as I mentioned, this man was a father and he was happy to be a father and excited Mm. to meet his baby. And I stole that from him in a, in a very vicious way, frankly. Mm. Um, and so the idea that the Lord was speaking to me about that was very disconcerting. Fast forward. Um, it was last year. I was ready to put my website out to sort of announce to the world that like I'm here and, you know, and I speak and I write and I want to share and I want to help and contact me sort of situation. Um, and it was, we were in Washington, DC. And I had worked with an incredible graphic designer. It was all ready to go. I was ready to, you know, hit publish Hmm. and let the world know. And again, just this time, not audibly, but so heavy in my spirit, I felt like the Lord said, you need to write that letter first. And that letter (laughs) was Hmm. something that he had pressed on my heart probably about two years prior. And I had tried to write said letter several times. And what that letter is and turned out to be is an open letter to the father of the baby mm. that I aborted. Um, and I couldn't, every time I tried, I just, I would break down crying or just crippled with sheer terror at the thought of it. Um, 
because like I said, my healing was one thing. This was something I felt I could, was irredeemable. What was I going to do? Um, I don't know him anymore. I don't know where he lives. I don't know his story. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he's had children. Yeah. I don't know if he's able to have children. I don't know if his wife, if he, you know, his wife even knows what if she can, I mean, there are so many factors that I felt were larger than my absolution, if you will, mm. which is what I sort of felt like trying to find him and tell him, I'm sorry, whatever that would look like would be. Um, and so I felt like this was a way that the Lord was allowing me to not necessarily just do that. Um, but to all the men, to all the fathers out there. And subsequently he ended up giving me a platform in Washington, DC at the March for life to be wow. able to read that letter out loud. Um, and, it has rocked my world and changed the trajectory of my advocacy in to a great degree in that subsequently I have at least three fathers who are in very close contact with me. One of which I just shared his story on my, on my Instagram a few days back um, who all have lost their babies to abortion, um, who all tried to in some way um, fight for the right to save the life of their own child. Um, who none of them have um, received an uh, apology of any kind. Um, mm. They're in varying degrees of forgiveness around that, uh, but the pain is equally shared, and and it, it's it keeps them up at night. Wow. Um, it 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 has been torturous to them, and those are just the three that have like that I have developed a friendship with um, and a partnership with to try to elevate their voices. Mm. Um, but they're not alone, and no, this is something that we do not talk about. We, you know, and the pro-choice side, you know, they've got the, my body, my choice and most women on the pro-life side and understandably so, um, and men frankly come at it as, well, it's not your body. There's a whole nother body with new DNA and new fingerprints mm. and eyelids and all of it, like their own being, their, their own personhood is in there, in your womb. That's yeah. not your body. Um, and that argument you know, we're still wrestling with that at this point in our society. Hmm. What doesn't get talked about really ever is the fact that that other human being isn't just yours. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we when when a woman has a child, pretty much unanimously, we expect the father to contribute in some degree, whether they're there or not, whether it's healthy yeah. or not, that's, you know, we can set that aside. Right. But at the very least, pretty much everyone wants child support and rightfully so, because yeah. you have this being that now is going, you know, and the courts will literally jail a man for not paying. Um, mm. Sadly, I had to fight for child support. So I, I know that friction, you know, yeah. and um, so it's interesting to me how on the one hand, I mean, we literally call them deadbeat dads in, in the mm, States here, Yeah, you know, oh, you know, he just walked, he, he abandoned you and that child. However, on the other side, when that baby, that same human being is mm. in the womb, we want you to sit down and shut up. You yeah. don't have a say. There's literally nothing that that man can do. And then now in this day and age where we do have videos that are letting us know very clearly what is happening, this man has to sit in agony. I mean, one of these friends of mine, his son was five months in neutral, five wow. months. I mean, we are talking easily could have survived out of the yes. world, was ripped apart and there was nothing. The baby was named, the mother named the baby. It, 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 just all sorts of circumstances. 
And so we need these fathers to be, be, be empowered. Mm. And I feel like by women like me, to be honest, because I feel like I have the honor, frankly, that I am so incredibly humbled by because why the Lord asked me or chose me is beyond me. And it is exceptionally uncomfortable. Each man that I approach to say, Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Like I'm, Mm. I, I sat on the other side. I looked someone like you in the face and this is what I did. And I just want you to know that I have regretted it ever since that I, if there was anything I could do to take that, that, that choice that I thought was mine alone to make. And, and, and two of the three have said that even just that Mm. has given them such peace. And so if there is any man on this this podcast, this radio station, the airwaves, however you have come across this, know that I see you. Mm. I know that your pain is real. You are a father. You lost your Mm. child and you have a right to be upset about that and to be heard appropriately, of course, but goodness gracious, you should have had a choice. You should have had a say Mm. and God willing, I will do the best I can to advocate for that. Mm. Sure. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And, and, and that's so important to say as, as, you know, to the men that are listening, like we, we really do see you. We see you and also the trauma, the pain. We may not, I, I mean, I may not know it. We, we may not see you right now, but this is important for you to know in here. Maybe you're even listening to us and nobody else even actually knows what you're, what you've been through. You know, maybe you had a girlfriend long ago and you're married now and you've moved on and you haven't actually told anybody about what you went through. And uh, on the other side of that, Melissa, I also met somebody uh, a couple of years ago in a Bible study group. And uh, he shared with all of us that was there and he, sh- he he has shared openly that, you know, he he was in love with the girl and she fell pregnant, you know, and... Yeah. And they decided he 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 was conflicted. He didn't know what yeah. to do because they were young. Like oh, the, yeah. it was one of those, you know. But uh, when we met him, it was well. Like, and realistically, actually, there's in the states at least statistics show that around eighty something percent of women do feel coerced. Um, so we're, mm. we're, I can't. I'm not setting that aside. Um, and yeah. I certainly yeah. don't yeah, want yeah, yeah, yeah. to minimize that either. You know. Yeah. Um, now, if more fathers were willing to come forward and tell that you know, actually I didn't actually, I did try to support her. I don't know how much that statistic would change, but statistically speaking, and from my own work in the pregnancy resource center sphere, um, it is true that Mm. quite often um, it it is the father is the first person usually that is told. Mm. And sadly, quite often is the primary sort of precipice, if you will, because Mm. a lot of times women feel like for one, for one, actually, again, in the States too, the number one cause of maternal death is actually homicide, believe wow. it or not. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I only just found out a couple of years ago and mm. my whole world just crumbled Shame. for a moment. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there is a real fear of, of coercion and abuse and, mm. you know, and then there's sex trafficking. There's so many other components mm. of this. So I don't, I'm not here minimizing yeah. by any stretch of the imagination men's very inappropriate and abusive use yeah. of abortion, which to yeah. me should be a big red flag for the pro-choicers, but I guess we'll save that for another time. Mm. Um, mm. However, a big red flag. It should be. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You're so feminist that you want to just let them just bully women into having abortions. And you think mm. that that's mm. empowering. Mm. You know, it's, it's the same. You know, someone, and- someone said to me the other day, and this is a little bit off topic, but when you're talking about feminism, you know, when, when like there's that whole feminism thing of going like, oh, wow, Taylor Swift is like this billionaire doing X, Y, and Z, but yet she's like, polluting the world with how much she travels on like her private jet but no one's calling her out but we do call out jeff bezos you know for doing the same like elon musk or the something. ones we like and the ones yeah. we don't yeah, yeah. you <laughs> see like how the flip side of this is like oh they have so much money and they're billionaires and they're polluting the planet but when oh okay when taylor swift is doing it we can be swifties and we can go like yes queen let's do it like right yes, right like exactly we have this thing like yeah. it's yeah, we have this oh, yes. imbalance of the too. scales, right? And, <sighs> and you know, when it comes to feminism just in general, it's like, I think someone should probably purchase some type of dictionary or definitely look back in history mm. because mm. it is not what you have made it to be. <laughs> it's yes. not what you've made it to be. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and I would even jump on the on the stage and say that like minimizing men and, and bashing them over the head isn't yeah. the answer either. It's not going to make you feel any better at the Mm-mm. end of the day. Even no. if you get that job or you get that raise or you get that, you know, it's we 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 have a power within us that is greater than he that is in the world. We don't need Amen. to tear anybody down in order to lift yes. ourselves up. Yes. And, and and when it comes to abortion, like I said, you know, kind of full circle here, you know, I'm just sick and tired of this narrative that's getting louder and louder and louder. That is that in order to succeed, in order to be able to uh, you know, have this life of luxury that we've decided as especially females that we want on our own. We don't need men. We don't need your money. We don't need your ring. We don't need, you. look, it be single all your life. If that's what you want. I, 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 that's not my choice to make. Yeah. Just don't kill your children in the process. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, yeah, it's that's there's nothing feminine about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very and it, I love, I love like what you were talking about when it comes to feminism, because I love, you know, obviously today people that know about feminism know that there's first wave feminism, second wave, third wave, you know, the development of it. But if you look at how things started with someone like Susan B. Anthony, who was an incredible Quaker Christian woman, with like, yeah, like 19 kids, like running around, you know, while like being like, hey, this is about, you know. (laughs) <laughs> woman yes. and stuff and it was was birthed out of a god movement it wasn't about bashing Amen. anybody it wasn't about if we look at those roots in the history there was uh, the azusa street revival like what happened there how men and women were used by the holy spirit like what was happening if we go look at even revivals that was happening uh, you know it was about no one bashing each other it was about god using as he says in his word men and women to do what he has called them to do through the power of his Holy Spirit, which we see in the book of Acts, you know, like Philip's virgin, virgin daughters, like prophesying and like all these, these incredible people. But anyway, you and I getting excited. And now we're talking about something that we (laughs) We both love. We could go on. I, I, Melissa, I just, I'm so grateful for your story. I'm so grateful for what you shared and can't believe we've got to wrap up. I think we will be revisiting um, one another through this show eventually again, but in in closing though, I do want, because you said as well, what's so important, sometimes women are coerced, sometimes they are bullied, sometimes they are in that space, they can't tell their families, they don't know how to tell people, you know, there's a lot going on. How and what would you say to the church, like church communities, church, churches everywhere, 
let's forget denominations. I, I want to know today, how does the church come alongside women who, you know, are in those situations? They might be considering abortion. They may be pregnant, teenage pregnancies. Instead of women feeling like they cannot go to the church because it's not safe, they'll be condemned or judged or have to marry the their abuser or someone that's older than yeah. them or someone they shouldn't be with because that happens. Yeah. How yeah. rather do we create and become congregations and communities, Bible study groups, societies of safety? And what do we do as faith communities to help women and young girls who find themselves pregnant and don't want to have an abortion? Yes, yes. Uh, a absolutely perfect way to round this out. First and foremost, you know, keep these words in your mind and in your heart. Love like Jesus. Mm. In action, what does that look like? Be his hands and feet. Show up. Be willing to speak from the pulpit to say, we, you are loved. There is no sin. There, there, you know, the verse in the Bible that says, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love mm. of God. Nothing means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know that does not mean at the same time that we, that we take lightly abortion, right? We yeah. don't have to pretend that it's okay. We don't have to go to the extreme that God allows it. No, of course not. However, love, 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 love them. Let them know that they are not alone. Let them know mm. that they don't need to be afraid. That, like I said, it's this sin is no different than any other sin, but the enemy creeps in. Mark my word, every single post-abortive woman that is a believer that I have talked to felt that this was the ultimate sin. There was nothing worse that you could do than to take the life of your own child. And that it actually did separate you. And you just, most of us just felt like we'll just have to get to heaven, hopefully, and discuss it with God then. I mean, that's yeah. how pervasive this mm -hmm. is. And so show up, make a space. And one of the ways that you can do that actually is there's an incredible organization that, that I, that is all over the world. So I'm not quite sure if it's made its way to South Africa, but it's called Embrace Grace. I would highly, highly, highly recommend that anyone listening look into it. Amy Ford started it. She is just mm. an absolutely incredible hero of the faith and in this movement. Um, I'm about to be launching an Embrace Grace group at my church. Cool. And, and it is it is literally the sole purpose of Embrace Grace is to come alongside these young, scared, not always young, but scared, mm. single pregnant women. And let them know that they are not alone. Let them know that Jesus loves them. Let them know that Jesus loves their baby. Let them know that repentance and forgiveness is free and readily available to them. Let them know that they're making a beautiful choice, right? We can't take both sides of this. We can't bash the women and tell them they're yeah. going to hell for having an abortion while also not creating a safe space for them to birth their baby. You mm. can't have both. Yeah. So my ending message would be to the women that find themselves pregnant, you know, find just one person, find just one person that you know, that loves the Lord, that isn't in that fight or flight that you're in right now mm. and tell them just, just courageously tell them, pray first that the Lord would open their heart. And then I will be hoping and praying that every person that hears this, that is in that position goes to just the right person who is going to be able to talk to just the right person within their church to wake them up to the fact that these women need help. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it, to every woman and or man who has had an abortion, whether you participated in it or you didn't want it at all, 
there is hope, there is healing, and there is forgiveness. And you can find me and I will walk you through it as best as I can. I will connect you to people that can help you. I can pray for you, but please know that you do not have to suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. There is freedom. My baby has a name and it is mm -hmm. Ruthie Jean and yeah. it is for her that I do all of this. So I am here and readily available more than just with my voice to help mm -hmm. you out. Oh, amen. Amen. And I just, I just want to say, you know, this is a topic for another day, but one of the things that I experienced, my mom had two miscarriages before she had me. One of the things I experienced much later in life, <laughs> never connected with me, like never connected in my brain until the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. But I always felt like I had more siblings. Um, but I, it was a weird right. feeling that I used to feel at a soul level, at a oh, yeah. at, at a deep level, like my brother and sister were missing. Like I had this, but never consciously, was never conscious until one day in 2013, I shared that feeling with somebody. It was a nurse, a beautiful Christian lady in some Bible study group I happened to visit that day. And she ministered to me. Um, and and God took me through a journey of healing, of grief that I had yeah. to grieve for not having met them, and um, but they're they're with God, and that I would meet them, and He told me that, Amen. you know, even Amen. even when you miscarry, that is your baby, that is Absolutely. my siblings, you know, Absolutely. our siblings, that is that is they're our family. I used to yeah. kind of experience like a gap; it was very yeah. real. And there's Absolutely. so much depth to this that we're talking about today, whether, you know, we're talking about abortion as well. And with our, our you know, children in heaven, they are there and like they have a name. We will meet them. We will see them. And, you know, these things are deep. We experience it on so many levels, you know, like Absolutely. I, it's, it's incredible. And so many people are impacted, siblings and grandparents yeah. and aunts and we go. all of it. It's, it's not, it is nowhere near as simple as yeah. my body, my choice. Yeah. Amen. I want to leave it on that note. Amen. And amen. Melissa, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm just so blessed. And I encourage people to go and follow Melissa on Instagram because she posts such incredible things, Melissa. And then there's a dot N dot Mannion, M-A-N-I-O-N. Go and follow her. She has everything there, her website as well, and stuff that she posts and the stories she shares as well. And get to real on Instagram and go and, and just follow her and her journey as well. Melissa, thank you for so much for taking this time to be with me. Thank you. I wish we were going to go have some coffee now, but we'll keep I that know, until <laughs> we're together somehow. <laughs> Maybe I'll get over the pond one day. Yeah, you never know. Just row a small little boat, you know, you'll yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. And from, from me, from all of us here at the radio station as well, all the best for everything that you're doing. Thank you for your bravery, your courage, and that God is doing amazing things through you. And I still believe, and even knowing my spirit, bigger things even in the future is coming mm -hmm. and and i know that thank you for your bravery honor you for your courage today and for just being obedient and saying yes god okay you know you can use me here i am send me even though it's tough even though it's hard it's unsettling sometimes i'm sure uncomfortable sometimes but you know you've touched so many lives already and you will continue to do that so i'm grateful for you mighty servant of god thank you so much for being with me today it's thank you so much Lord. it's been a pleasure yeah, thank you take care God bless. 
I believe it's been a very impactful time. It's been impactful for me. It's been, I believe, an impact for you as the listener. Do not forget that you can go on over to our website. If you missed part of this conversation or you got in late and you you were just glued to the conversation, wanted to hear at the beginning, or you have someone impressed on your heart that you love and that you have a heart for, that you want to just be able to hear this conversation, don't forget to go on over to K-Pulpit and find the podcast section and then you'll be able to find find this podcast and you'll be able to send it on. So this is not the last time that you can listen to Melissa's testimony, her story and her truth today, but you can continue to be able to listen to it on that podcast. And, you know, I just pray that it's just been a powerful time for you. And we know that with God, there is healing. The journey is a process and there is healing for everybody. As we said during the show, so many people's lives impacted by abortion. It's not only the, the, the woman that had the abortion it's the father it's the aunties the uncles the grandparents uh, the friends you know yes there's coercion there's abuse as well and we we hear about that and I've heard stories from women that were forced into to abortion by someone that they were with and uh, these stories are true as well it's such a complex reality but today let us raise our voices and our prayers and let us be part of the healing and creating safe spaces in our faith communities as well for unplanned pregnancies teenage pregnancies and let us have the maturity and the wisdom and the insight to know, to learn, and to to get ourselves educated on how to help young girls in this situation, and even young couples in this situation. And so it's been so good to be with you on Voice of Change. Let's make the change in the world this is the truths that we need to hear and the conversations we need to have. And so until next week, shalom, shalom, as always, blessings of love, grace, truth, healing, hope, and just all of God's goodness to you, to your family, to your loved ones today. And I'll see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.